So last time we played, we just finished uh, saving uh, uh, Varen Camry, the Celest dragon celestial guy. Uh, saw him in more of an angelic form after we finished killing the demonic prince Amrish Shadowstep. Hopefully I'm saying all, all that right. So after getting healed and patched up with, you know, an angel wave hand, uh, the, the Amir, like any good uh, RPG group, decides to go hunting for loot. Because... Are you even in an RPG if you're not going around looting people's stuff? So they leave leave Amarin in the uh, they leave Varen in the room that they found him in. Go back to the throne room. Go the other into the other side of doorways on the other side of the throne, and they go find a hallway with a couple doors. They open one of them, and on the far side of the room they find three chests, big you know treasure chests there. Ty opens ones up with uh you know with his magic hand spell, opens without any trouble. But what really gets people, what, what kind of uh, creeps people out a little bit the sensible people, not the people at the front of the line, of course, is that there are two rows of eight coffins in there. Um, <clears throat> Cal naturally uh, decides to go first because that's Cal. He takes a step into the room and the lids off the coffin all you know, simultaneously slide off onto the floor with, you know, by unseen hands. Cecil, figuring, well, we're already, you know, in for a penny, you know, in for a pound. He just shoves Cal the rest of the way into the room. And as he does so, skeletons pop out of all the coffins. Because we're fighting skeletons now. And Cal, as he approaches skeleton, the skeletons move at the same rate that he does. And even when he moves back, they continue moving towards him. But when he stops, they stop. So it's kind of a weird mechanism here. Uh, anyway, so there's a, a lot of fighting that happens here. Um, Cecil, at one point, decides to make a break for the treasure chest, thinking that'll deactivate, you know, stop all the skeletons. And because he happens just to be a super armor, well-armored tank, you know, he gets attacked like 36 times by these, you know, sword-armed skeletons. But, you know, gets like a little scratch. Unfortunately, Cal and Gesh, they, they, they get a little bit more beat up. Because, you know, they're not paladins like him. Uh, long story short, what, uh, what they discover, specifically Joan here. Joan was a smart one. She figures out that there's a, you know, a pulley system, a... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, up around being operated by string using strings to operate the skeletons and the swords and and uh and so then at that point once everyone sees you know all those moving mechanisms they attack them instead with their ranged weaponry and spells and destroy and uh you know put map commission then joan uh you know gets uh, i forget what the spell was some kind of like a spider monkey kind of spell cast on her so she can scale the walls and get up there and as she does so she takes a look at it kind of and you know tries to understand what's going on it's just kind of an automated contraption no magic or anything like that just machinery and then joan proceeds to smash everything up and you know he yells i understand what it feels to be strong now as she does so so that was fun and you know they got got some treasure out of it you know got uh, some art uh you know, a bunch of uh, swords from skeletons that they turned into powder and, you know, some other uh, cool, cool odds and ends. Uh, <clears throat> then after that, uh, they, they go back into the hallway, go to the next room. Uh, the room's identical to the one that they found Varen Camry in, except where Varen was, there's now just a massive pile of ash. So it kind of sounds like there's another celestial in there that got powdered or dusted or blipped or whatever you want to call it 
Uh, Ty takes some, and you know they go back and check with uh, with Varen about it. And he says, "Yeah, this is Angel Ash." Uh, Cal, of course, had you know <laughs> Cal, of course, having no respect for anything, uh, collects up as much of the Angel Ashes as he can into three potion vials. And when they talk to Varen, he explains that the material is uh, anathema to demon blood, and said that you know if they worked with an alchemist, they might be able to incorporate them into their weapons and you know make them a uh, you know, a lot, a lot more deadly to, uh, to, to demons there. Uh, they bring up, you know, the fact that at Varian's estate, there's a desecrated altar, there's a demonic chanting happening. And Varian basically hand waved and says, yeah, we, we've got more pressing things to worry about right now. Now, at this point, they decide, well, let's uh, keep going. You know, we're in a dungeon and we have to do a dungeon crawl. You know, we're not done yet. And they go through the pair of double doors that are behind uh, where Varian was being kept. And there's a stairwell that goes down, like down, down, down. As in, they're going down these stairs for like a good 10 minutes. That It's really far. And as they do, it just gets hotter and hotter. And they kind of figure out, well, they're probably not going to last too long down there, maybe an hour or so if they don't have a bunch of extra water handy. And they get to the bottom and they find a door that's uh, <clears throat> made out of some sort of a stone salt material. And Ty uses a magic hand. He opens the door. And inside, they see a, a massive banquet hall. Uh, it has a m- super long table. You know, we're talking like, like forget Harry Potter. Harry Potter has nothing on this banquet table. Like this table could hold 50 people easily. You know, like adults, not a bunch of little, you know, kids. And, you know, it's set to entertain. You've know, got serving platters, utensils, everything. The main creepy thing about the room, though, is that it's, uh, it's kind of jet black. And it's uh, pulsating red all around. And uh, they're so kind of creepy, you know, uh, creepy room there. Uh, so Ty still has magic hand going on and uses it to lift off uh, one of the lids of the serving platters. And, uh, well, a little off putting to everybody, it was a set of intestines inside there. So he's thought, okay, weird, but let's try this again. Does it again to another, to the next uh, serving platter. And they see a person's head. So he kind of just decides he's tired of trying to manipulate one thing at a time. And he just sends magic hand around, just knocks, uh, you know, platters all over. And more, you know, air quotes, food uh, is found there. But doesn't really spark much of a reaction. So naturally, Cecil uh, shoves Cal through the door and drags Gash in <laughs> with, with him. Uh, because they figured, well, let's, you know, we're... We're, we're on a quest. Let's do this. And then they start hearing a, uh, you know, a deep disembodied voice welcoming them, saying it's to delight to have them. And then the uh, pulsating red, you know, that was lighting the room uh, disappears. And, you know, unless people have dark vision, they can, nobody can see a thing, which basically means Cecil. Cecil can't see Jack because he's just a run of the mill human. Good times. Uh, Cal, you know, immediately kind of bows because, you know, disembodied voices, that's what you do. And Ty starts uh, engaging him, talking to him. And the voice says, you know, it's time, time has passed for introductions. So Cal says, then we shall call you Steve. And, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, it sticks. It does. Uh, Ty sends out a firebolt to the table to light, light on file to give light on fire to give some light to people. And Steve, the snarky demon, uh, decides to bring back his own light. 
but he does it with uh, pillars of fire surrounding the uh, the group there. And the door that came through is now gone. Cal, um, oh gosh, I can't believe he did this. Cal decides to pee on one of the the, the fire pillars. As you can imagine, he uh, he took some damage from that in a very specific area of his body. But as others, you know, take a look at it, and especially Cal, he, he, it kind of seems like the flames aren't quite right. And then Cal's able to see through the illusion, and all the you know flame pillars disappear for him. And for most of the group, that also happens, except for Cecil and Gesh, who are yep, not particularly observant. Must be all the weapons and armor holding them down. Uh, they get uh, hit by the flames, it wounds them, but then afterwards, you know, that kind of breaks the illusions, they can see things. And at that point, you know, Steve, the snarky demon, just kind of groans and says, well, that wasn't particularly entertaining, and decided to get the dinner, and decides that he's going to get the dinner fest, uh, fest, dinner feast, wow, dinner fest, that sounds disturbing, uh, decides to get the dinner feast started, and he calls forth a bunch of minions, and through the marble uh, on the floor, uh, five large uh, kind of skeletal abominations arise, and then three large demons um, appear on uh, at the t- at the banquet table as well. And there's a ton of fighting that happens here. I mean, uh, well, actually, not that much now that I think about it. Looking at my notes here, uh, but a uh, long story short, Gesh gets knocked out at one point, gets wailed on, but he lives. Um, nobody in our party actually dies. Yeah, it's a good thing. Um, you know, Joan, you know, is awesome with her spell, spell work. And so is Moonstar. And basically everyone just, you know, does a lot of fight, does a lot of fighting. And, uh, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, it's, and then at one point Moonstar turns a bunch of them into giant apes again, cause that, you know, that's our go-to move at this point. And as they, uh, you know, just, you know, kill one beast after another, uh, the pillars in the room that are supporting the uh, the room start, you know, flaking and cracking and, and groaning. And as they kill the last one, the pillars just start breaking and collapsing altogether. Now the ceiling starts buckling. You know, it's uh, it's it's a mad dash, and you know, basically they all start booking it back to the door. With well, the door's still hidden at this point by Steve the Snarky Demon, but they run back to where it should be. And Moonstar is able to uh, kind of brute force his way through the illusion. And, you know, Joan, Gesh, Cecil, they're able to see through it too. Unfortunately, Ty and Cal don't. Uh, and at this point, now the, ce- the ceiling is just collapsing now. So Ty Dimension doors his way right to the other side. He would have taken Cal with him, but Cal's, he's still a giant ape at this point, And he didn't want to change back. <laughs> so he's, he's sorry, you know, he has, you know, chunk, huge chunks of, uh, well, whatever the ceiling's made of, ceiling pieces, uh, you know, just smashing him left and right as he's running, trying to get to the door. And he, he decides in, uh, you know, the best thing that could work for him at this point is he just starts punching where the door he, he thinks the door should be. And it takes a few punches, but he does figure out, he does get to it in time and the illusion disappears. So, you know, he drops out of uh, ape form and uh, runs through just as the ceiling finishes collapsing and the whole room is uh, sealed off now, you know, just to, giant pile of rubble underneath the ground which i guess you would you call that more ground i don't know anyway the uh, the emir live unfortunately no loot since you know the the, the room collapsed 
and you know they uh, they take the long hike back up the stairs. And, you know, if you if you want a good image for this, think uh, uh, think Ghostbusters the the first movie where they have to hike up the the stairs in the apartment building because all the power is out, that kind of thing. And you know so they're able to get back uh, get back up uh, to where they left Varen. He asks him how it went. Cal goes into a bit more detail uh, about the uh, the dead people body parts being served as food than he needed to, but yeah. And uh, Ty, you know, asked about the demon they faced, and you know, kind of described how how he worked. And Varen identified him as uh, I don't know, but just Baliel, Baliel, Baliel. I don't know. It starts with a B and ends with a E-L. Bell. Oh, there we could do that. Bell. Baliel. Something like that. Anyway, so uh, they get back up there. And, you know, they decide to kind of take a break to decide their next move of either they can uh, go back down to uh, go back down the stairs there and try to dig through the rubble. Or they can go, uh, go into the other hallway again and go down the stairwell that's on that side. And that's where we left. Uh, that's where we left off. There was lots of uh, combat, lots of fighting, uh, lots of heroic banter that I just can't do justice to. And yeah, so can't wait to see you guys again.